Good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 13. So again, I'm reading off one of these wrappers um, from a Hall's cough drop because I went through quite a few when I was sick. And I really love what this one says. It says, dust off and get up. I love that. Here's why I love that. It reminds me of that song from the 90s that initially I didn't like it, but then as an adult, I actually really like it. And it goes, I get knocked down, but I get back up, and then whatever else the words are. Um, that phrase really got my attention when I heard that song recently because I thought, you know, life can be really tough, but what's even better is when you get back up when it was tough. So basically, dust off and get up. I love that phrase because it reminds me that we have a responsibility to do well and to be well. But if we don't dust off the hardship on our life, then we don't really have the opportunity to get up. Because what's the point? Well, well let me put it this way. If you get up but you don't dust off, then you're just dragging your, your baggage or your garbage or your hardship everywhere with you. And that's not how life is supposed to be. You know, once something stressful or hurtful happens, it's in the past. You know, it's just like a bad television show. Thank goodness you don't have to watch it twice, right? So, you know, you shake that stuff off and you move forward. It's very important to move forward because if you never move forward, then you're always stuck there in the dust. And the last thing I would want for anyone is for their hopes and dreams to just collect dust. You know what I mean? It kind of reminds me of, you know, like whenever someone is stuck in the past of their youth, like these people that it's typically guys that do this, but um, like, for example, you've got an older, an older guy and he has all of his trophies from high school and all he can do is relive his youth from his high school years. Like he's always stuck in talking about, oh, I date cheerleaders. I was the captain of the football team. And it's like, how old are you now? Well, here's the thing. Those trophies are collecting dust because he's stuck in the past. What he should be doing is he should have a place for those trophies. If he's still proud of them and everything like that, that's wonderful because they are accomplishments. And it's really neat to see someone's accomplishments, especially when they are a minor. That's always a good thing to see. But what he should do is he should dust them off, put them on the shelf, and then start accomplishing new things in the current situation that he's in. But what I often see with people that have kind of had way too much fun in high school, <laughs> they just keep reliving their so-called glory years or whatever. And it's like, okay, you know, being a teenager is not everything. Like, I hated being a teenager. I hated high school. I wasn't a fan of college, but I really hated high school I just and middle school. Like, it was just a horrible time for me. So it's one of those things that, you know, I can look back and think, okay, I really didn't enjoy X, Y, Z, but, you know, that's okay because I've gotten older. I can very much enjoy my life now, and my life belongs to me. I think one of the biggest things that bothered me as a, um, a minor was it always felt like I had no privacy, and I hated that. It's like, it's like I couldn't do what I really wanted to do. And it's not like I wanted to do drugs or anything, but, you know, I wanted to do different activities, and if, if my parents didn't want to pay for it, Or if they didn't think I would be any good at, they would tell me no, even though it's something that I actually wanted to do and I really wanted to try something. You know, so it's one of those things that I don't like being told no. 
And I don't mean that in a spoiled, rotten way. It's just that, you know, when I say I want to do something, I mean it. Like, I say what I mean, and I mean what I say. So, you know, as I was growing up, I realized that, hey, you know, I very much live in a Victorian type of uh, household, right? Very male-dominated, and I hated that. It was not pleasant at all. And so um, it's one of those things that it makes it very difficult to fulfill your hopes and dreams when it always feels like your hopes and dreams are being snatched away from you by people that don't even really know who you are and they don't really care what you want or what you desire. They just want you to live in a mold that they have, you know, it's almost like purchasing a mold from Williams and Sonoma. And I love Williams and Sonoma. But sometimes when I go shopping there, I look at all the different like pots and pans and those cookie molds and those uh, cupcake molds. I'm like, you know what? This is what nuclear families are like. They very much want to keep their kids in the mold that they think their kids should be in. It's one thing to give helpful advice, but it's totally different to not allow your child to be who God wants them to be. And what's really disturbing is whenever you are raised in a religious household and yet God is not present, God's not there. It's authority that's there. It's it's a dictatorship that's there. It's it's the Victorian era part two. You know what I mean? It's just it was just awful. <laughs> So it sometimes it just makes it very difficult to move forward and one of the reasons why it was difficult to move forward it's doable but it was difficult it was difficult to dust off what I didn't like because what I didn't like was still happening so it's like I would get up you know but it it always felt like I always had an anchor around my legs that's what it felt like and so it's one of those things that I learned as an adult how to set boundaries and how to keep those boundaries in place and you know it's kind of like when you're fighting a battle or a war you don't ever want to lose ground and if you do lose ground you need to get that ground back as soon as possible because it really matters it really matters because when you're setting up boundaries you're technically digging trenches so here's the thing it's very difficult to dig a new trench if you have not dusted off from the old trench and if you have not gotten up out of the of the bad trench and not move towards the good trench. You know what I mean? Like you have to continuously take new ground. What's well, like that in anything, whether it's in a relationship, a job, I mean, your I mean your finances, you know, your mental health, your emotional health, you know, your your financial stability. You know, like for example, the money that you make as an 18-year-old is not going to be the same as when you're 38, 48, 58 or 68, right? So every year that goes by, you want to take on new ground. Like you want to dig a new trench, you know, but you know, just in your mind to be thinking that way. I'm not saying literally go out in your front yard and dig trenches because they might come and lock you up and think you're crazy. And so here's the thing. You need to look at how, okay, how can I accomplish new and wonderful things in my life and do what I want to do? Well, one of the ways to do that is do exactly what it says here on this cough drop, dust off and get up. You know, if you dust off, that's great. But if you don't get up and basically move on, you've totally missed your mark. All you've done is stood up and not move forward. So the whole point of dusting off and getting up is that you have not thrown in the towel. You are moving forward. You are fulfilling your destiny, and it's one baby step at a time. The way I look at it is, is if you take one baby step a day, just one baby, one baby step a day. At the end of a year, you have taken 365 baby steps towards a great and better future. That is way better than taking no steps at all. Typically what tends to happen, people tend to think they have to take leaps and bounds all the time. That's not how life really is. 
Life is about small changes on a daily basis towards a goal and towards a better future. It's hardly ever about, oh, I'm going to start here and go 100 miles an hour and, you know, shoot for a million plus subscribers or something. You know what I mean? Like you have to be realistic. I'm not saying that you can't have a goal of having 100 or, you know, a million subscribers, but you have to be realistic about what your goal is. and recognize that yes you can have a goal but even if it is a large goal you need to set little mini goals like like for example when you're losing weight let's say for example you need to lose 50 pounds you know instead of saying i i want to lose 50 pounds as soon as possible of course everybody does but that's not really healthy to do that so what you should do is say i want to lose 10 pounds and it's very quickly to lose 10 pounds and once you lose 10 pounds like oh i want to lose another 10 So then because you've already lost 10, you already know what to do. You've already got a good habit going. You've got a new, you know, kind of like a new little uh pattern in life going on, and it's enjoyable, it's sustainable. Now it's way easier to get down another 10 pounds. So now you've lost a total of 20 pounds, but you've been thinking about it in increments of 10. So that way it's not 50 pounds, 50 pounds, 50 pounds, right? It's better to think of it as I'm going to lose 10 pounds as opposed to I need to lose 50 pounds. I need to be able to wear a bikini, you know, all this stuff. Okay, here's the thing, regardless of your weight, of course this might be extreme for some, you can wear a bikini if you're female, if you're male, don't do that. That's that's not right. You know, I've seen some women in bikinis or outfits that I I'm just surprised they would ever wear it, <laughs> but but because they have the confidence, they pull it off. Like I've seen some really hideous women over the years and guys, but women usually tend to take me aback when they're really ugly and I don't mean that negatively, but it's just like sometimes you can have a hideous woman in the room, but she's got so many guys interested in her, why? Because she's confident and she know who she, she knows who she is and she knows what she has to offer. So sometimes and most of the time, it's not all about looks. It really isn't. It's about who you are as an individual. I was so surprised by that. <laughs> Cuz I thought it was only pretty people that got the hot guy or the pretty girl, whatever the case may be. And it's like, okay, that's not always the case. Like I've seen hot guys with really ugly women. I've seen um really good-looking women with really ugly guys. And it's just kind of like, okay, it can't just be because opposites attract. There's got to be something else going on there that says, "Hey, Your looks aren't that great, but there's really something beautiful about you that I really love. And you see, that's what makes a relationship really beautiful and actually quite wonderful is that, you know, what's interesting is that whenever you see people that are kind of mismatched but they really like each other, you know that they are really in love and that more than likely their relationship is going to work out way better than if you have a really hot girl and a really hot guy that get together and get married. They almost always divorce, and there's almost always you have know, fight over the dog or or the condo because of that. I mean, it's almost like was it the housewives of Miami and housewives of all these other shows. I actually saw an episode of of the housewives of Miami. I was shocked. I was just like, "Whoa." And I have no doubt that some women actually act like that. I'm just like, "Why do these men marry these women? It's horrible." Excuse me, like I don't understand why they are attracted to them. why they would put up with their shenanigans and then why would they be on a reality TV show like i hope they are making a whole lot of money which is probably why they're doing it but i just think you know 
Not a single one of their marriages are normal. Oh, and they have a gay couple, a, a gay lesbian couple on there, which I thought was really sick. Um, I just didn't think that was appropriate at all. I thought it was bizarre and strange. I'm just like, well, you know, times have changed. And I guess some people think that that kind of lifestyle is appropriate, but it's actually not. Um, homosexual relationships, they ruin the traditional family and the holy family. You know, it's, it's not even a nuclear family. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of laissez-faire. And, you know, unless you're French and you actually live in France and that's the kind of lifestyle you have, then you probably shouldn't do those things. Um, but needless to say, I could only watch maybe one episode. I don't even know if I got through an entire episode of it, but I just happened to see it online. And I was like, you know what? This is interesting. You know, what's going on in Miami? I was like, well, if this is kind of stuff that's going, in my, going on in Miami, Miami needs a whole lot of prayers. <laughs> that's for sure. Because um, it just seemed like a very strenuous and stressful way to live and very dysfunctional. And, you know, as I've said times past, dysfunctional people marry dysfunctional people and then they have dysfunctional relationships. And unfortunately, when you have dysfunctional relationships, it also leads to dysfunctional business practices. It's like, you know, why choose dysfunction when you can have normal, uh, wonderful, meaningful relationships that are very happy, very endearing, and also very peaceful? One thing I've noticed about these uh, reality TV shows is that they're not peaceful at all. At all. It's very stressful. And I just think, you know, stress is one of the worst things you can do to yourself or your body, but also to other people. So, you know, me and my life, um, I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know what, if I was on that show... I would probably stick out like a sore thumb because I'd be like, sorry, I don't tolerate stress. I don't tolerate anything less than God's best. And I guarantee you the mouths of those women would drop and I probably would, I would, it, it, I don't know how to describe this. I would either be very controversial or I would probably be so disliked that they would kick me off the show. I don't know. Because I think when you, when you have someone on a show that's very strong in who they are and their faith, it is the direct opposite of all this craziness. And so I don't do crazy, I don't do stress, I don't do drama. Well, that is exactly what all these other women do. It's like a sorority, but for older women that drink all the time. And they get Botox and these plumpers and fillers in their, in their mouth and their lips. Oh, and there's this one woman. She actually used to be really pretty until she got these rump implants, like she got butt implants. And now she, she looks like she's growing two tumors on her back end. And I just think it's so sad because, you know, There is a picture of her before she did that, and she looked like a normal human being. And now she doesn't look normal. And I guess she got this done when she got divorced. I'm like, oh, that's just great. And so it's like, you know, if something doesn't look natural on your body, it's not natural. So one of the things it made me think of is that, you know, she's not dusting off her past and getting up. She's staying stuck in her past by trying to relive her youth. And even in her youth, she never looked like that. Like, there's nothing wrong with natural beauty, but when it's so fake, it is unbelievably toxic. Like, I don't even know if she knows that those rump plants, sometimes they move. Like, they, they don't look right. Like, it didn't even look right in what she was wearing. And she's always wearing, like, spandex pants or something. It's like, you know, that should not be a hobby or a way of life. And you know what? She never looks happy. And it's, it's like, well, you know, when, when, you, when you mutilate your body like that and... Put like foreign objects in your posterior like that, like in, in your in your butt cheeks. And, and you think that's beautiful and you think that's normal. Um, that's really disturbing that someone would would willingly do that to their body. I mean, 
I hope that the procedure went well, but it doesn't look right. But I just think that, you know, if you're living in your past, you're not living your best life now. And that is technically what can destroy your future and ruin it. And I think that would be very unfortunate for anyone. And so, you know, it just kind of made me think about how a lot of those women on that show on the Housewives of Miami, and I'm not suggesting that you watch it, not by any means, and I'm not advertising for them because I actually don't like the show. I just think that when you have so many women that are so dysfunctional living in the past and just relying on manicures and pedicures and Botox and champagne to cover up the pain and the stress and drama that they create, I think it's very unfortunate because, you know, I don't think God wants them to live that way because it's not normal, it's not rational, and it's very dysfunctional. And it's just like, you know, even if someone offers you a lot of money to live that way, and to talk that way you shouldn't do it because whatever you do is what represents you and i don't think what's on that show represents very good women i don't think it represents um classiness or lady or lady likeness it's just like a sorority house for old hags and you know that that breaks my heart because i don't think any woman should look or sound like an old hag but if that's what they're sounding like and talking like and they're just bitter vipers that hate each other and can't stand each other and they just gossip it's just like okay you know you know you're not 22 anymore you're not 19 like you're not in a sorority you are a grown adult and a lot of these women are like over the age of 40 you would think that they would know how to behave by now but obviously some people don't and because they don't know how to behave um they they get paid to continue to misbehave <laughs> so not the best thing and i think they're i think they're throwing their life away on fantasy and you know there's only so many years you get on the face of this earth and i think that they should be the best years of your soul that's what i personally think so that that's just my personal opinion on that and you know i, I encourage anyone everyone to watch positive things not negative things um but very much watch positive things because whatever you watch sometimes is what you become And so when I was watching that show, I was like, you know what? This isn't healthy for me, and I I don't care to be like any of these women, and they are not a very good example to any women, especially young women. I just thought I do not want to waste my time or my brain space on things that are not relevant to my life. And um I think one of the reasons why people watch that show is because oh, it's about Miami and things like that. I thought, you know, I pray those guys call their wives or their hoes out on whatever they're doing wrong because it's I I just don't understand how they can put up with dysfunctional behavior. But then again, I was raised in a dysfunctional home, but a religious a religiously dysfunctional home. It was not Miami style. It was Bible Belt, Bible Thumper style. So, I don't really know which is worse because I can't see the women on the that Miami show ever being involved in a cult ever. <laughs> That's the good thing about them. They would never be in a religious cult. They're still kind of pagan in what they do, but, you know, there at least they're not in a cult <laughs> and they're not raising their children in a cult um so they get us for that right so anyway um i will go ahead and end this podcast but as usual until next time i pray that you're happy healthy and whole that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week thank you so much god bless and bye bye